in your mind. All in your mind. All in your mind. All Hey everybody, it's another episode of All In Your Mind. <laughs> I'm Rick Rowan, and my co-host for this little adventure is... Nanette Savard! And you may recognize uh, who our guests are based upon this little sound sample. Let's all listen. These two looked handy with iron, but they didn't look any handier than he was. The problem was, there were two of them. Me and Jones here, we're up from Kansas. I head for the gold fields west of here. <laughs> Gold seekers, you might say. <laughs> Hell, everybody else is digging for Eldorado. Why can't we? If you like. Little did I know I would end up as an unwitting test subject in the most bizarre and unintended experiment in recombinant DNA in the history of the world. Now, though, I doubt I could tell the difference between a Petri dish and a pizza pie. Let me see your arm. Ah! Oh, hush. This ain't gonna kill you, but if that wound festers, it might. I know that, damn it. What I've told you is the truth. The Dark Society is the underworld of vampires and other creatures. They have existed for a very long time. You should go back, Anne. Leave this to me. What's your decision? I'm gonna save my sister. And you may be insane, but I am not. All right. Captain Marvel? The yellow mustard is blooming in every field. The yellow mustard is blooming. Mango buds click open. Other flowers too. The koyal twitters from branch to branch. And the maiden tries on her adornments. Hacha. So this is how you repay your father and me for all that we have sacrificed to raise you. Deliberately disobeying us, sneaking out, coming home looking like... Like... I can explain! Then start explaining! <laughs> My beautiful daughter is destroying her life! Alright, so, if you're a true graphic audio fan, you will know by now that our special guests today are Bradley Smith and Nora Ashradi. Hello. 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 And... And very special guests. <laughs> a Bradley Smith, Nora Ashradi production. <laughs> yes, uh, yes, exactly. Omar. We have our, our two-year-old boy in here. Say hello, Omar, and don't touch that. Whoa! <laughs> you say hello? Hello? Hit. No, he's a bit he's put like on the spot. Jeans. So this is an audio Dad, medium. Basically it. what was going on <laughs> is uh, our little boy, who the daycare was closed today, so we brought him in, and now he is he's drawn to this microphone. <laughs> 
The kid's a natural. Yeah. <laughs> he can't stop looking at it. So, uh, just to refresh the memories of, of our listening audience uh, uh, and perhaps expand their their awareness. Oh, he is right on top of the mic. The kid, the kid has instincts. Mm-hmm. It's like in, in, in theater they say they call it finding finding your light. No. It's okay. You stand right there. You're doing a good job. You're doing great, Omar. Yes, what were you saying? (laughs) 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 Well, first off, let's, uh, uh, what, some of what you heard there, we, we of course started with Brad and we worked our way to Nora, but Uh it started with, uh, Brad, uh, was, uh, playing various Western characters, some from Luke Jensen, uh, one was from those Jensen boys, then it switched, whoa, to a character (laughs) from, uh, that he played in Deathlands, a character called Casper Green, the eccentric scientist. Right. And then we played a little, uh, Nan series that Nan directed by no, no. Yeah, I travel by night. Uh, I travel by night. Yep. Everybody's you want some chocolate, buddy? Yeah. Well, let me find you some chocolate. I'll <laughs> <laughs> be right back. <laughs> He was so docile and peaceful and quiet before we until, rolled Mike. Until we paid more <laughs> attention tape. to the microphone than to him. Okay. He has mm. the old parenting trick of shoving something in the kid's mouth. Keep their mouths full. <laughs> I remember it well. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, let's talk. This is the first time we've actually tried to, uh, to have a, a couple in the same interview. Oh, cool. um, we have quite a few graphic audio couples that, do. that work with us. But... Um, just let's. I'm going to just start listing some uh, graphic audio roles, and I'll miss quite a few because both both of our actors have been in so many productions here. But uh, one of the earliest things I remember working with Brad on, and he may not even remember, was uh, he played uh, Nightwing, Dick mm. Grayson, in Batman's uh, No Man's Land. Oh, cool! Yeah. So that was his big DC credit. I he think was pretty new to us back then. Yeah. The way I remember it is that was my first role. I don't know yeah. if that's accurate or not, but I do know it was early enough so that I was. Yeah, excited. It made a big impression <laughs> on me. Yeah. <laughs> but since then, he, he's made a habit of playing uh, eponymous roles. Uh, he's played Trevor Lawson in the Trevor Lawson series. He's played Gideon Smith in the Gideon Smith series. And he's played uh, Luke Jensen in the Luke Jensen series. He uh, Now, this is a role I don't know. This was from, he also played Wayne in Mistborn, Bands of Mourning. Yeah. Uh, and most recently, because it was one of mine, I remember yeah. freshly, he played not only the, the Earth <laughs> Elemental Baracule, but also his progenitor, uh, the late 20th century scientist Casper Green. I mean, mm-hmm. you heard a little bit of on that, that, that clip. Um, and there are probably a million other roles that I'm not mentioning that I just... And we only recently have started to... Um, to define the major roles as to who played what, yeah. um, and we're going to try and make that a policy from now on. Mm. But uh, let, let's talk about Nora a little bit. Yes, uh, yes. Oh, hello. Uh, those of you who are into the comic book stuff, which is always good to start with because these are iconic characters, they and uh, and Nora has been uh, and and will probably continue to be Gamora in the Guardians of the Galaxy it's series. Super fun. Yeah. She's also been the Scarlet Witch in a couple of productions, uh, most notably Everybody Wants to Rule the World, uh, the Avengers title. And what you heard a little bit of uh, earlier is in the Ms. Marvel series, she actually played Captain Marvel as well as Ami, uh, Kamala's mother. Kamala is the Ms. Marvel. And uh, and that was actually uh, Nora singing in, in Urdu. Yeah, <laughs> it was an adventure. God bless her. 
Uh, also, Colleen wanted to mention one of her favorite uh, characters that, that uh, Nora's played is uh, that of the role of grandmother in the world of the Lupi series. I that role, yes. <laughs> Spicy character. Uh, so from what I've heard, it's not that dissimilar from Ami, the character except in this that Marvel. Except that she's kind of, Chinese and that she she's can turn into a Pakistani. tiger when yes. she wants to. Right. Egg, right, right. All right, so there is a little bit. I'm sorry. Well, you know. <laughs> She also has played uh, in and Cemetery Girls. She was the teenage psychopath Cerise. I don't know if she remembers that, but that was a noteworthy character. She in uh, Galactic Football League. She was oh, the reporter Yolanda Davenport. That's right. Yeah. And uh, there's a character called Sura in the Mick Oberon uh, book three, Dead to Rights. Yeah, and Possibly yeah, yeah. in earlier ones too, or not? I think she comes back like a little yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Nora, I'm going to read a little bit from her minuscule bio that she has on, on her <laughs> website. It's very humble. It says, Nora Ashradi is a DC-based actor, writer, and voice artist with a background in Middle East studies and journalism. <laughs> yeah. She works frequently with Baltimore-based New Moon Theater, writing and performing folktale-based folk mm. plays for children. Uh, she's also a proud ensemble member of Forum Theater. And her special skills include DC. puppetry, like uh, uh, a lot of the vocal characterizations probably have been tried out in the puppetry realm. Uh, she's a she's a whiz at accents, and she lists armchair psychology. So we may get into some of that. She also says uh, diplomatically that she lives with her very talented husband. <laughs> And their tiny bobble-headed son, <laughs> <laughs> who's less tiny and less bobble-headed as each day goes by. Yeah, he's getting true. around pretty good. Yeah. Um, she uh, also studied at the Honors uh, Acting Conservatory at Theater Lab in Washington D.C. When she switched gears from being a uh, a, uh, a reputable person to being an actress. <laughs> 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 That's right. And uh, and Brad comes from Tennessee. Uh, he's worked in 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 D.C. in the D.C. area, largely with uh, Keegan Theater. Are you still considered a member of the company? I think you have to quit. I think it's like the mafia. <laughs> just <laughs> when he thought he was out. Right. I mean, <laughs> they they induct oh. you, and then you're just part of the family, really. I mean, uh, I haven't been in anything since the Lonesome West, which was about one year ago. Well, we've been keeping you pretty busy. Pretty busy. Yeah. Busy. <laughs> keeping you pretty busy. <laughs> You're a director now. Yeah, that's, that's right. right. Wow. Yes, yeah, so we won't even define what uh, ethnicity we were slamming. <laughs> <laughs> general ethnic. There's an accent yeah, called yeah. general <laughs> ethnic. Right. Right. You just need to be foreign, but you, we don't know. We don't know why. <laughs> right. I should mention because people care about these things that Brad has been nominated for two Helen Hayes awards. <gasps> right. Uh, for outstanding lead actor in a musical, Nero. Nero Sudo. Nero Sudo. That one. He played Nero. He played he Nero. Played Nero. It was a sort of an imagined David Bowie-esque. <laughs> it was a glam rock musical. Yeah, about a glam rock the, musical. The Roman Emperor. Awesome. Oh wow. Awesome. And the other was uh, in a play called Sweet Surrender. Mm -hmm. Where we <gasps> met. Where we. Oh, I was going to ask oh. about that. I'm, see, I was going to guess that it was the Moliere play that because no. you both have it on oh. your resume. There was the uh, was it Scapan? Scapan, we was the year that we got in, we got married. That but year. were you in that same production? Yes. But yeah. you had been okay. Yeah. Because it's so funny how uh, usually the the pattern is that couples will meet in a production and then never work and together never again, again. <laughs> <laughs> because it's so hard to coordinate schedules. Yeah. Right? You, you get cast. It's a, kind of a 
a flip flop. But uh, so, you, how many shows have you guys done together? Just, Just two. those two. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then we got married. And then so you got then married. So now it's, a, it's, a, it's yeah. an ongoing show. But I, I like to take credit for his Helen Hayes nomination <laughs> in The Sweet Surrender because I like to think that he was working extra hard to impress, uh, to impress, to impress her. yours, Julie. Yeah, sure. But, right. You know. I can see that. Well, I mean, it's funny because. Uh, <laughs> I think it was during that show when Nora was playing a, a Cuban, was it? Yeah, just a Latina. A Latina reporter. reporter. Uh -huh. And I played a very put upon, like, personal assistant to a diva. He was, you know, he was very uptight. And <laughs> it was a pretty funny show. But, um, I, you know, I was impressed by Nora's voice work and vocal work. I had a crush on her. <laughs> and of course. I remember legitimately saying like you should I sh you should send your stuff to graphic audio because you have a great voice but in all honesty uh, it was also it was maybe to make myself look cool <laughs> it was uh, like yeah baby <laughs> i'm connected thank you great stick story. with me <laughs> if you'll be a star yeah there may have been a little of that to be to be fair that's cool. But it was all to the good. Yeah. Now we have a baby in the Foley room. <laughs> baby in the Foley room. <laughs> baby in the Foley room. Skip to my <laughs> And it, you know, there was a time when we didn't have that many uh, child and baby uh, sound effects and vocals. No. Now we have more than we can. No. More than you want. need. We got so many kids we can throw in the booth and, and get all the babbling we want. It's great. Terrence Azelford was telling us that his son. Oh, Bobby, yes. Bobby yeah. he's through the ranks. That was yeah. like, the there whole was voice a change and everything. That's amazing. <laughs> there was a an, an episode of The Destroyer oh, where I mean, I was directing it, but I needed like a, this okay. really horrible, you know, sort of evil ten-year-old with a pierced tongue, mm. um, and uh, he, I showed Terrence the script, and he was like, "Let me get Bobby to do it." <laughs> And, and he said, do you mind if I direct him? I said, no, no, not at all. And he brought Bobby in on the weekend. I think he was 10 years old at the time. Right. And he was just this nasty, horrible kid. That's awesome. And it was hysterically funny. <laughs> and such is Terrence's commitment that he actually pierced yeah. Bobby's yeah. tongue. Yes, he pierced Bobby's tongue. Of course, Bobby's now in college, so, That's so yeah. And, and it's, it so makes it fits him, right in. Makes yeah. him really <laughs> That's but awesome. I, when I was, uh, when I was looking at the script for Windswept, yes. the first Windswept, you know, and I, I said, um, I looked at it and there was like, uh, you know, this woman, this woman chants the mug rub. And I went, I went, I, I went into Rick and I went, I went, oh my God, how am I going to do this? And he was like, Nora. I was like, what? He said, Nora, ask Nora. And I, I emailed Nora and she was like, yeah, I can do that. It's never done, but I can do it. Hmm. And it's if you if you listen to Wind, Windswept, it was it's it's amazing. And she did it in the booth, and I was just like, "This is amazing!" I you know that's so awesome. That, well, yeah. you guys have you guys have the best sound editing teams to, oh, to yeah. make yeah, our that. Sound designers are the designers yeah. are blown away. Yeah. Uh, blow me away. But I, I didn't I didn't want to you know normally you know I would have ducked most of it underneath. You know the, the narration, but I, I I I put the note. I said, let her get out at least four verses because Aww. I don't want to waste this. That's it's, awesome. Yeah. Of course, yeah. the rest of it was ducked under the scene of her like of the main character waking up in the morning when right. she picked up the night before. Background. But you know, because she she talked about how it was wonderful that you know the the. Uh, 
Melissa was right outside her window, and it was like, like she was calling her to prayer. That's every day so and, cool. And it was cool. It's really um, special when like your background can really help uh, add to a add to a production. For sure. Now, do you? Uh, I noticed in, on, on your website uh, that there was a video clip. I was always curious to check those things out, in which you were speaking almost uh, an entire scene in French. Was that? Is that? Is that? Was that a learned thing, or um, did, or do you actually speak French? I, I speak some, some French, French. Yeah, my family. So my 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 dad is from Algeria. Yeah, right. right. And he, of course, is fluent in French and Arabic and right. English. So you now. heard it a lot. So I heard it a lot. And I heard and hearing the accents at home actually was part of what like helps kind of become the omni-ethnic yeah. accent person. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but. Um, but I had to learn both in school, so I speak kind of like a, a school-taught version classical of classical French. Or well, yeah, or just sort of very not very basic. Well, it but wouldn't be Canadian French. Right. No, that's true. <laughs> right. Um, yeah. I, like yeah. I can tell non-speakers that I speak, but when it comes to speakers, I'm like, yeah, yeah. I just speak yeah, a yeah, right. Bit. Yeah. <laughs> right. You get a little shy. Yeah. Don't hate me. Now you're going to be in Death of a Salesman with Thomas, right? Yes, yes. Uh, where I am not going to speak at all. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I'm the waiter, which is oh, like an on-stage presence. Oh, okay. Yeah. Right. Okay, right. right, but I'm right. Yeah, but Thomas is going to be in that, and I've never oh. done a show with him before, so that'll be That's cool. That's cool. Yeah. This past year, you, you were in Intelligence at Arena Stage. Right, yep. And you did uh, you did the Jungle Book at Imagination Station. Yes, yeah. Now that was that wasn't puppets. That was no, that was, was live at live us in costumes as but different animals. Theater. Children's, yeah, yeah, right. yeah. yeah. What the what uh, what puppeteering have you done? So I worked um, for a number of shows with the Puppet Company, which is a local group. They are um, <laughs> wonderful and crazy in the best way. They yeah. they operate out of Glen Echo Park. They've got okay, their theater right. there. Right. They build all the puppets themselves. They've been puppeteers for years and years, like decades. Um, and. So I've done uh, their Nutcracker. They do a puppet Nutcracker every right. year, which is mixed puppetry. It's hand and marionette, and okay. then live All person the and styles of, of puppetry. Yeah. Um, I did a Wizard of Oz of theirs. Yeah, you were Dorothy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Dorothy. But then a whole bunch of other things like a crow okay. and some other. Um, what else? Snow White and the Seven Dwarves. Um, I started out there playing a human, but they started trusting me with the puppets and training me in the puppets, which oh, was that's really great. fun. Yeah, they're a, they're a wonderful. I highly recommend if you ever get to see any of their. Yeah. yeah. We took Omar. Actually, one of his very first theatrical experiences was seeing Bob Brown's puppets for Tiny Tots. He's an old. Um, he was a Mr. Rogers assistant. Yeah. 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 Um, for a long time. And did Omar get into it? Was he it? loved it. Yeah. He really did. Yeah. Yeah, we were we were really happy <laughs> to, yeah, see that. to see that reaction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of the times, uh, the, you know, when you bring kids to their first theatrical experience, they get a, they just get overwhelmed by the entire right, by right. the audience and other kids being right, around. Right, right, right. Well, and we tried to take him to the Jungle Book, and that. That, that, that didn't work out. No. Yeah. no. Well, when you see, he saw Mama on stage, and then when it was kind of over after yeah. that. Uh -oh. yeah. <laughs> mama, yeah. Mama, Mama, Mama. Yeah, like, okay. Yeah. People are turning around and looking at you. Well, I mean, it is kids' theater, so I yeah, felt like we could have. Yeah. But when it becomes a real distraction, yeah. Then, then yeah. You yeah. Well, when be it was becoming like. Uh, like I don't want to say painful, but like yeah. he was getting agitated and it wasn't worth it. Right. Yeah. right. 
Yeah, yeah. You'll you'll get to experience a, a full theatrical production one of oh, these days, yeah. buddy. Yeah, you'll, <laughs> yeah. You'll, you'll be sick of it probably. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, but Brad's got some some hand puppet skills himself. Oh, like, yeah? He does yeah. a spot on Kermit impressions. Oh, that, that's cool. That Omar loves and that I oh, actually, yeah. when we were dating, he pulled out because he has an old Kermit that I kind of. That's how I win a movie. <laughs> <laughs> hey, baby. <laughs> Check out my boudoir. <laughs> <laughs> well, then you have to start doing Miss Piggy. Yeah. <laughs> Moi? <laughs> That's pretty good. The great Frank Oz. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. yes. Now, Brad is actually has been taken into the fold mm -hmm. of uh, graphic audio directorship. One of us. One of us. He's the newest and freshest director. Yes. He's unspoiled version. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's still conscientious. He's wide-eyed. Yes, wide -eyed. yeah. He's <laughs> Still he's, 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 he's still not as it, jaded as the rest. Well, it's like he's putting it on a show in a barn, you know. Yeah. Well, uh, what what, exa what exactly? Uh, yeah. What? Uh, how do you feel about it so far? I guess is uh, what I'm asking. What are? How, how do you feel? Where you've done? You've got this. You're working on your third oh. production. Now. Yeah. Th yeah. Working on the the third, which should be. And this is a film noir thing. Yeah, it's a tongue-in-cheek film noir supernatural thriller <laughs> called Tony Mandolin or the Tony Mandolin Mysteries. And there's uh, there's several books that this this uh, author Robert Lee Beers has produced. And so it's it's kind of it's a welcome change in tone from the stuff that I. Well, you started uh, with Western. I started with the Jensen brand, right. which uh, I directed, by the way, under the moniker Lee Grant, which I've decided not to do. I'm Lee Bradley Foster Smith because really? it just was—it's just too complicated. The world that you are Lee Grant, right? You yes. are Alan Smith. Well, I mean, maybe a part of me. As an actor, sort of like the idea of having a mask or another kind of character yeah, yeah. to play, but at the end of the day, it just would have been too complicated. And um, and I think a director like you should own your work. Yeah, and sure. perhaps it's not the best place to be wearing uh, uh, the best place to be wearing a mask. In the old director, That's you know true. what I mean? That's true. And I didn't want to give the impression that I wasn't proud of Probably the work that I. Uh, dude. So if anybody picks up the Jensen Brown and looks at Lee Grant, that that's actually me. Um, and in any case, it's it was it, we yeah. listened to it going down to the Shenandoah this last weekend, and um, you know it's a learning experience. I've, mm -hmm. I kept on tweaking my ears. I could have cut that. Yeah, that could have yeah, been different. Yeah. <laughs> 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 that, that will always happen. But I'll learn and go. How experienced you get? Yeah, that was kind of a classic uh, western. Okay. I mean, just a, it was a lot of good-natured fun. It's a very fun story. Okay. And then the, the other book that should be coming out very soon is Lou Prophet Bounty Hunter, which is kind of a more dark, cynical, anti-hero right. kind of story. Um, which is still a lot of fun. I mean, yeah. Johan Detweiler. Oh. Uh, He's doing did the sound design to that, and I was really impressed with his work and the speed at which he accomplished yes. it. Oh, that's oh always gosh. miraculous. Yeah. I yeah. listened to, because I was asking Brad, what do we do with these podcasts? And he was like, I, so I listened to the one with him and Rose talking about yeah. the Stormlight Archive. Yeah. And he's fascinating. He's amazing. Yeah. He's pretty brilliant. Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. He's and, one of those and, just like layman geniuses. He is a genius at teaching himself how to do something. If he decides, I need to do this, he'll figure out how yeah. to do it. And, and mm -hmm. you know, uh, and he doesn't give up. Uh, He's like and, this, and the spirit of America. He really is. <laughs> he really is. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
and yeah, yeah. So so that's cool. So you, that that's, can do attitude. So that was a nice uh, little. Uh, to, although frankly, any of the sound designers you're going to work with us to these days, mm -hmm. you, you know the. They will they will carry the ball across mm -hmm. the line for you mm -hmm. for sure. Yeah, the sound designer in, um, in uh, Jensen. Yeah, it was David Zitney who's oh, uh, a dream to work with. Yeah, yeah. he is. Besides which, he can compose the entire score. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you give him a, a little bit of time. Well, yeah, yeah, if you give him the time. Would you like to read to us a little bit, Nora? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> from the little train. <laughs> from the little train. <laughs> so I, I get that Omar's into trains these days. He sure is. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. My grandson went through an entire train and excavation and uh, yeah. a construction site. Yes. Uh, yeah. I, I bought him. Fascination with. I bought him Goodnight yeah. Construction Site. And, <laughs> um, but yeah, we, we yeah he he's got his go-to books that he loves. He's got a new one. We just have the bag for it. The little excavator. Um, <laughs> Which uh, yes. he is the little excavator. Our, li our listeners don't know there is a train set set up right in front of the microphones here on the floor. Mm -hmm. yeah. mm -hmm. Well, they, they may have some trains. indication. From yes, the they may have sounds, heard uh, some <laughs> unidentifiable rattling sounds. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, and I'm learning so much more about trains as a father. Yeah. 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 No, I mean, I mean, I like trains as much as the next guy, but it was interesting. <laughs> like, I didn't know what a tender was. I thought it was a dating app. <laughs> <laughs> uh, book. Yeah, he's he knows all the parts of the train. I thought a caboose was just a you know a, a <laughs> euphemism for somebody's rear end for a back. So yeah. yeah, yeah. So I was really happy to have a train scene in the Jensen brand. Actually, oh, there yeah. I, got, oh, yeah. Yeah. I got there, pulled yeah. to the station, then I'd put the added touch of like, well, the paint, the train's got to pull off at some point, <laughs> so you can hear it in the background. Ding, 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 ding. Yeah, oh. with the Doppler effect. Right. Ding, 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 ding. We went on this little at Wheaton Regional Park near our house. Oh, yeah, That's sure. Little train. They still have the train. They still have the train. I was there when I was a kid. God bless. <laughs> and he loves it. <laughs> and, wow. um, and, he, and it's still, I mean, I think it's the same Probably cars is. and Probably everything. The same train. But they squeak Hopefully it's been the serviced a few times. <laughs> <laughs> at least repainted. That <laughs> no, was cute, but it's also, yeah. it runs through the woods yeah. and it's very, it gets very idyllic. Yeah. You know, you know it's yeah. kind of peaceful. And, it's, uh, it's beautiful. Yeah. 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 Well, last time we went nice on park. there, we saw Deer. Oh, oh, yeah. They weren't afraid of the train. We were. We were. There's a lot Good of. Good for you, Omar. Yeah. So now he 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 sees the train and he wants to like. He won't re replicate the noise, but he'll speak. He'll say the noise, and then we'll right. do it. So the squeaking, oh, the squeaking. Oh. Well, I, uh, <laughs> children of actors uh, are have, are especially spoiled when it comes to story time and all mm -hmm. the different Truth. elements of of uh, mm -hmm. of. Uh, Making making stories come alive. Well, you know, you Thomas know. Keegan was just telling us that when he leaves, l you know, leaves the house to uh, go off for a performance, his son will go break him, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, yeah. And he's probably he's about Omar's age, I guess. Yeah, he's about a year older. older. Yeah. Really? Oh. Like Ten months older. Yeah. What are the What are the books that are besides the the, the Choo Choo Train repertoire here are, are that are in the the um, the repertory in the rotation. You, uh, a lot of Dr. Seuss. A lot of Dr. Seuss. Oh, Dr. Seuss. Classics. Richard Scarry. Richard Scarry. He's got a lot of uh, vehicles mm -hmm. and creative vehicles like carrot cars and pickle mobiles. <laughs> right, and right. <laughs> oh, a pop-up. Oh, a pop-up. 
He's got a puzzle. For those of you who can't see what's happening. <laughs> right, so yes, we are, we're bringing out all sorts of toys because we're trying to modify our sound. Does, does the owl that's coming out of the tree stump have a voice? Um, the owl is just a who, hello. That's a leaf. Yeah, this is a cool puppet because it's an owl in its own tree stump. They uh, they have amazing puppets. We, we saw a bunch of those in Chicago yeah. at that bookstore that we. Oh, yeah, I've got yeah. I bought for my daughter-in-law a couple of different puppets. There's this, there's a this tree puppet that's got mushrooms growing off of it, oh, and, nice. and it's got the eyes that move kind of mm-hmm. thing. If you had if you basically had like an extra hand built on top of your other hand, you could make it all work. <laughs> <laughs> but you can either choose to either move the arms or slide the eyes around. And there's nothing that makes a creature look alive like moving the eyes moving around. Moving the eyes, that's and you go, awesome. Oh, that's that's cool and creepy at the same time. What are those? Uh, yeah, puppets are fabulous. I've always been, you know. Well, and, and you know, Hanson came from this area where this is the. Yeah. That's right. He did, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah. yeah His professors a, at the University of Maryland said, mm-hmm. "When are you going to quit playing with those puppets and get serious about your career?" <laughs> exactly. There's a statue of, of uh, Jim Henson and Kermit at the, yeah. on, on the campus. On the campus. Mm-hmm. I think his one of his first jobs was for uh, a, a television yep. studio. I grew up watching it. Right. Did really? You? Yeah. Did you grow up in this Sam area? Sam and friends. I grew up this area. Well, did he do the Wilkins Coffee? He did the Wilkins Coffee. Yeah. With Ralph? He did. Yeah. There was. And Ralph, Ralph the dog and yeah. Kermit wasn't really a frog back then. He right. yeah. was kind of a lizard sort of looking thing. Yeah. They sort of figured out that he was a frog. Yeah. You know, or that was the closest thing to whatever he was. He was and a sock puppet, basically. From there, did he go to the Jimmy Dean show? Um, that was the next thing I recall. I think that was the first national show that he got. Well, they had done the Ed Sullivan show. Oh, really? Uh, they yeah. did the Ed Sullivan show frequently, yes. different acts, and, uh, uh, you know, like I said, like they would do sketches. Yeah. And such. Um, but Sam and Friends was pretty scary sometimes. I mean, you know, yeah. they, the, the, the puppets would eat each other all the time. <laughs> there was a character yeah. called Yorick. Yes, who would that eat. That was the stuff of my nightmares. <laughs> 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 he was he was a, basically a skull. And very early on, for some reason, Jim Henson was obsessed with with monsters that would eat other puppets. Mm-hmm. And they <laughs> built into his jaw would unhinge, and he could swallow entire other puppets and things and set pieces and whatever. <laughs> and there was something very primal, and uh, it, 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 uh, it you know it, it touched the 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 the. Uh, the instincts in the reptile part of your brain to see something that just devours mm. everything oh. in its sight. And it was terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> I was fascinated by it, but sure. it was it was like, oh my well, god. Yeah. Well I remember That's seeing him on the Today Show one time. He he was in a get or you know, the Muppets were a guest yeah. on the Today Show. Not yeah. Jim Henson, but the Muppets. Right. And th- this Muppet came out that was about eight feet tall. It was like Is it but it, it wasn't like Big Bird. It, it was this huge hairy monster, you yeah. know, and it came up behind yeah, yeah. came up behind uh, Progenitor I don't know Sweetums, who, uh, Dave Garraway or something, and just like uh, like engulfed him, and he. There was I just ser- serendipitously. I don't know why we got on the Muppets. Yeah, right. we're why not? Go Let's go with it. We're gonna go with it. There was an there was an episode of the Tonight Show that Kermit hosted. Hmm. Where oh, he was up. the host. I've never seen it repeated anywhere. I think I've seen clips from it, yeah. but. We, I just happened to be watching the Tonight Show and starring, you know, guest host Kermit the Frog. Amazing! <laughs> and and that's, he, when, that's in the days when Alf was on Hollywood Square. That, that was oh, before yeah. Alf. Yeah. That was before Alf. Oh, really? Yeah, that was a predecessor yeah. to yeah. Alf doing. Oh, 
But, you know, Henson would come on these shows, and he'd have a puppet in one hand, and he'd be talking to, the, to, the, to Johnny or whoever the, the host was, and then all of a sudden he'd animate the puppet and start doing the puppet voice. And he wasn't the, the, being he a ventriloquist, he wasn't yeah. throwing his voice. Right, right. Mm -hmm. the, but the, uh, the host would inevitably yeah. be talking, talking to the hand. You can't you take know? your eyes off you, the puppet. You can't. You can't. Uh, Brad, uh, Brad is well, actually the puppet historian in the film. Oh, really? He knows, I mean, he knows a lot about Muppets, Muppet history. And I don't well, know. I, think I know a lot about I've Jim Henson because I grew up with it and read about him, I guess, yeah. in my younger days. But his puppet historian might be going. <laughs> but you didn't you go out to, to La La Land for a little bit? As a puppeteer? L.A.? No. I mean, yes, I was in L.A. I wouldn't... That had nothing to do with... Oh, I thought I had to do with Jim Henson for some reason. Oh, well, no, that's right. I interned at Jim Henson Productions. Oh, and you forgot? Well, it's just so big. Rick's Well, it was at the end of school, and it was the one that I landed, and I was really happy to be there. At the time, it was on the lot of the old Chaplin studio. Which is another childhood love. they did the Gold Rush, love. which yeah. is another childhood yeah. love. So it was really two kind of converging. How did you get that? Game? I went to Emerson College for filmmaking, mm -hmm. and um, our, my last semester I was out in Los in Angeles. Because uh, I guess they're trying to dump you out there. Right. Yeah. And like, yeah. where else do you go as a yeah. film major? Let's say LA seemed like the place to be, but and so I, you know, had I did a lot of script coverage and. Watching. I remember one of my assignments one day was to count the number of swear words in the movie Goonies. <laughs> they just wanted to know, like, what? That's a good, fun kids movie. How many swear words does it have? And it was a lot. Because it was like the <laughs> Goonies. Yeah, say, do you remember the no, movie? I don't remember the count. I just remember it's like, you it probably shouldn't go by this. It would have gotten an R rating nowadays. It would have probably got a PG-13 rating yeah, easy. Yeah, but yeah. I, th yeah. I think at the time it was PG. So talk, uh, Nora, talk a little bit about the transition from going from getting a degree in Middle East Studies to, de to determining that you would like to be uh, an actress. Um, it involved moving back in with my oh, parents. Yes. I mean, I, I, so yeah, I got this degree. I, my undergrad degree is in journalism and my grad degree is in Middle East Studies. And, um, and I thought, you know, I was going to not be a Middle East reporter, but just, you know, Th that do things would be your in the field. field. And I, when I got out of grad school, I was like, oh, academics is awesome. I love academics. So right. I worked as an editor, assistant editor, for an academic publication in Middle East Studies, okay. specifically dealing with the Israeli-Palestinian conflict. Right. And um, and learned very quickly that academics is, is, a, is a, just a slog of a field. I mean, it's highly political, and the field and the topic was highly political, and it was mm. this nonprofit sort of lost cause, low wages sort of thing that was just, it was just like, and also I it learned It down on you, I guess. I learned that like I'm just not cut out for a full-time desk job, so mm. I just wanted to gnaw my arms off, and a good friend of mine from undergrad was an actor and said, we should take classes at the theater lab, and I started taking classes yeah. and then I started going to auditions and like taking extra long lunch hours and mm. finally it was like, well, let me just get off the pot and, yeah, yeah. and, then go and for do it. it. And my parents were terrified oh, but sure. welcoming, so they, well, I grew up in this area too, so they let me move back in and try my hand. And good for them. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah no, I'm good for them. Yeah. They, they've been excellent. It's, it's good well, having support. God knows I was in and out of my parents' point. house like a lot of times. Oh, I think I that's probably, the, yeah, that's, well, that's first off, that's the tale of, of actors and, mm -hmm. and, and <laughs> yeah. in general, but I think also if, if, if you're a certain age, if you're a millennial right now, that right. is that standard because kind of, of the norm. it's impossible yeah, yeah. to 
get afford to get a place. Yeah. Especially if you're in an area like DC. Okay. But uh, that's interesting because I've always, um, uh, I've always admired the way both of you guys can embrace the broad aspect of some of our productions uh, that the roles require, uh, the being able to, to basically choose some scenery as needed, or just play things with flair and style, but then be incredibly naturalistic. I, you know, uh, I was particularly, uh, when I went to the website to try and do a little bit of background research on you guys, because <laughs> you, you realize how little you know about people when you try to say, you know, to pose questions or, or, or you know, if you are trying to put together something like this. Uh -huh. Um, and I saw the clips that you had on your website. I, I will say that Nora seems to be ahead of the game over Brad in terms of promoting herself in a professional manner. I would say so. <laughs> <laughs> I was never good at that. Yeah. Well, well that's why we have you. Yes. Uh, that's sort of the kind of actors that we rally around us, the incredibly talented who yeah. are not really good at self-promotion. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> super, super talented. They yeah. just hate the whole... But the thing that I was noticing how it was about Nora's uh, samples, uh, video samples, was just how natural everything was. You know, it was it was very real, very understated, but there was a performance a performance energy under it all that when you were in scenes with other performers that were not quite up to your level, let us say, it was it was so grounded and real, but at the same time could, there was a performance energy there. There was a, a, a charisma to the performance that was, and a, even just in a little snippet of, of something. So. Well, I appreciate that. Yeah, Thank yeah. you. That's no, a, it's, it's well, a nice thing to hear. Yeah. I always thought you guys were uh, were the cream of our crop, as it were, or among the cream of our crop. You've got a lot of cream in this We do. You we do. really do. do. Yeah. Uh, I mean, we we are very fortunate that, that the theatrical community thrives yeah. in the Baltimore, Washington between, area. Yeah, mm. between Baltimore and Washington, it's just... Yeah. yeah. And, it's and that was the other, I mean, like, doing the transition. I mean, I was living in D.C., working in D.C., and then sort of discovered accidentally that D.C. is this A hub place to be. of great theater and really, yeah. Yeah. like... We're gonna go to Daddy's car eventually, um, <laughs> but like like theaters that are really nurturing and yeah. and like like Keegan, like Forum, right. like these places yeah. where they wanna develop a family right. and develop. Mm -hmm. um, well, it's in their own best interest too to have a company of actors that they can rely on. And you get into the game of, of tying our sewing up the good actors for a season so that other people can mm. pull them away from yeah. you. <laughs> yeah. 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 Theater, I don't know if graphic audio listeners know this because, well, I wondered about just the crossover between. I mean, you'd be interested if graphic audio audiences were to make a trip to Washington, D.C., because dollars to donuts, you'd probably find one of your favorite graphic audio actors in a show. At any given time. Yeah, at any given time. That is a guarantee. You could, I mean, if, uh, uh, you well, could do a, a quick Google search on your favorite actor uh, yeah. to DC uh -huh. and yeah. you would most likely be able to find something that somebody you know is in. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. conversely, uh, you know, there's a lot of really hardcore theater fans who come yeah. to everything mm -hmm. yeah. who probably don't know the what other side of all their yeah. favorite actors right. yeah. and you know, all the, yeah, all the yeah. different roles that, that we've portrayed. Bread and butter gigs, yeah. For yeah. graphic audio. But well, um, I think a, that was leading somewhere and I forgot. I forgot where it was going. Well, there's, there's some distractions here. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, you're talking about the, the we were we were talking about the theater community and the thriving theater community here, and how <clears throat> the crossover between uh, 
the, the local DC Baltimore area mm -hmm. uh, theater going <coughs> population and the our listening audience, yeah. which is uh, international. Yeah. Um, which is awesome. Yeah. And there's people here who are like, like, like they are the history of DC theater. For like, sure. Like Brian Hemmingson, who I think has just started working with you guys yeah. a little mm -hmm. bit, and yeah. um, I know Scott's been here, and, and MJ's been here for. A while. I mean, yeah. like, yeah. just people who, and you guys. I mean, Ken and. Yeah, we've been here forever. Yeah. 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 Go you want to have some? <laughs> <laughs> Is he into uh, Sesame Street? Yeah, he likes no, Sesame Street. No, no, yeah, I'm gonna right Who doesn't really? Does he? Does he like Grover? Oh, that's a good Grover. Grover? Hey, Froggy Baby! <laughs> <laughs> you got a smile out of him. Yeah, uh, that worked. <laughs> I think everybody's running out of gas. It's yeah. uh, it's later on a Friday. Hmm. He's wow. He's gonna be a director one day. <laughs> Just threw down his beret. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Well, we can see by that old Omar on the wall. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's the end of the Colgate oh Medicated Band. Another episode. <laughs> of all in your mind. Well, we want to thank the the the, the Smith Ashradi family uh, for sharing the the Friday afternoon with us. Thank you guys. Yeah. Thank yeah. you. Thank well, you. Oh, the other thing I wanted to sorry. Just, yeah, yeah. Just, please, I mean, anything. Like this is that like um, the theaters and you like because of. The number of kids, like Omar yeah. is one of a, a bumper crop of babies. He's, yes, he certainly is. But For a while there, and people were reproducing like crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Omar can reach the doorknob. Oh <laughs> no! Watch out, buddy! Watch your um, Clever girl. <laughs> yeah, um, but just just that that theaters have become so much more family friendly. Even the rehearsal processes, we've got people, you know, volunteering to to watch kids and and. We spend a lot of time babysitting around here, too. Yeah. We do. I remember I, I took uh, Oscar Casey, another one of our couples, uh, Evan Casey and... Uh, Tracy Oliveira. Tracy Oliveira, yeah. And, and I took Oscar away while Tracy was uh, um, recording, and when time to give him back to her, he didn't want to go. Oh, <laughs> that's Yeah, nice. that's a victory. That is yeah. a victory. That's a definite victory. Well, it's, just, it's been lovely, like... Having people be so accommodating and, sure. and learn to be so accommodating. I've talked yeah. to an actress who had her kids real young, and she's she's still pretty young herself. She's only in her forties, but she was saying back when she had her kids, like she stopped telling people that she had kids right, because they didn't want to hire. You know, oh, yeah. so it's just been yeah. to see sort of the culture shift has been very encouraging. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's well, good. well, we you know, uh, if you want to work with good people, you have to accommodate. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, Thomas Keegan told uh, told us uh, the other day that the, they took uh, Kieran up to Michigan for like three weeks because he and Alyssa. Are both doing shows both and there's just no yeah. way they are be able they to are find a power couple in DC. yeah they are yeah. they are now yeah. boy well, thank well, you guys. as as uh, Nora and Brad tidy up things, they're filling up uh, Omar's bag. Oh, Omar's happy. He's <laughs> <laughs> happy against his will. Oh, get that near the mic. Well, bye bye, graphic audio so listeners. This has been Omar's first public meltdown. <laughs> Thank you, Omar. It's okay, buddy. That's Sorry, a good one. Okay, buddy. Your, your yeah, thanks, show. everybody. I'll see you on the flip side. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and we're out. All in your mind.